vision and how it affects the development of infants. Hi, my name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Today, we're going to talk about how vision impacts the overall development of young children. Most of us understand that vision plays a very important role in the lives of all of us, but it also plays a very, very important role in the development of very, very young children beginning at birth. At the Gazelle Institute of Child Development, they studied the relationship between vision development and overall development. And studies have found that children with vision impairment may be as much as two to three times delayed in reaching developmental milestones. They may be delayed in making eye contact. Their social and maternal bonding may be delayed. Their gross motor and fine motor skills may be delayed where they don't reach, they don't crawl, or they don't walk. And we also know that vision impairment plays a significant role on the development of academic development. Reading, writing, and understanding mathematical concepts are all directly related to vision. Vision is itself a learned and developed skill. When a newborn child is born, that child does not have the vision of an adult. A newborn child's eyes are only able to focus at a distance of 8 to 16 inches. They do not see colors and are most interested in looking at black and white objects, typically those that are circular in shape. We know that this developmental stage of vision is very important for maternal bonding. When a child first opens his or her eyes, we know that there's a visual reflexive skill that they're most interested in looking at the eyes of the person. This is why the stimulation of a circular object such as the eyes are very, very important to developing maximum visual development. I remember the very first time that our first child was born, when she was born, she opened her eyes and she looked. She looked right at me. I could not believe that a young child could make that type of eye contact. But more importantly, when she did make that eye contact, it really made a very, very strong impression on me with our relationship between a father and a daughter. This particular type of eye contact and social bonding is very, very important. I never will forget the time that a patient came to my office. This was one of the members of the royal family of Saudi Arabia. The father carried the child in and the mother followed slowly behind. Her head was down. It was a very, very difficult moment. The father said, You have to help my son. We think that there's something wrong with his eyes because he doesn't look at us. And the mother then said, There's nothing wrong with his eyes. My son, he hates me. He doesn't like me. That's why he doesn't look. Well, we went ahead and we examined this child's eyes, and we found that his eyes were only able to focus at a distance of two inches. I asked the mother if she would assist me, and I held up two lenses right in front of her son's eyes. I placed the lenses in front of his eyes, and instantly he made eye contact. She cried and cried and cried, and the husband cried, and they were hugging. It was just one of the most amazing experiences. But again, it does show that if a child does not have the vision, that he or she may not be able to make that type of eye contact. The early focusing of a child's eyes is also very important for nursing. 
We know that nursing could often be very difficult, but a child who doesn't have the ability to see clearly may have more difficulty locating the nipple to nurse. Mothers often feel as though their child is rejecting them when they do not latch on and feed. So it's very important that a child also has this maximal vision because it could also help with nursing. Now, when a child starts to grow older, four to six months of age, we know that the visual system changes. They then develop the ability to see colors. They can then focus their eyes beyond eight to sixteen inches, and they also develop better eye movement skills. At this time. We see that a child has the visual skills to see things beyond his or her arm's reach. This is why children at about four to five months will begin to reach for objects, and at about six to nine months, many of them will begin to crawl. The child who cannot see those objects that are on the table or the objects that are across the room may not have a visual incentive to reach for it or to crawl. If you don't know that it's there, there's no reason for you to reach or to crawl towards it. By 12 months of age, a child's visual system changes even more. Their clarity of sight is such that they can see clearly at a distance of 10 feet. The eyes coordinate together as a team, which allows them to be able to perceive depth perception. With this improved clarity of sight, improved depth perception, they now have balance. With balance, they could stand and they begin to walk. But children who have reduced vision often do not have this skill. As a result, they feel very unsafe, very insecure when they're standing, and these kids often prefer to be on their back or on their stomach so that they could feel the floor, and it gives them that sense of security to know where they're at. So the important aspect of all of these things is that we could see how important vision plays a role during the first year of life of a child. But as a child gets older. Two, three, and four years of age, their brain and the visual processing centers also develop. This is when a child learns to stack blocks, how to draw, how to scribble, and later how to read. Vision problems will significantly interfere with all of these aspects as well as playing sports. Well, thus far, we've talked about how important it is to have maximal vision in order for maximal child development. So it makes sense that all vision problems really need to be identified as early as possible. If we identify vision problems sooner, then we can intervene with treatment, and this could accelerate the development of a child. One of the things that's very important to understand is the fact that vision is a skill that can be learned and developed. In the 1970s, doctors Hubel and Weasel won a Nobel Prize for their research on kittens. What they did is they took kittens and they divided them up in separate types of groups. The first group of newborn kittens were placed in an environment that had normal visual stimulation. There were colors and lights and patterns and toys all around them. The second group of kittens were placed in a maze in a room that only had vertical stripes. And the third group of kittens had their eyelids sutured shut. Weeks later, they measured the vision of these kittens, and they found that the kittens that were raised in a normal environment had normal vision. They were able to run through a maze and to find food very, very easily. The kittens that had their eyes sutured shut, when they unsutured their eyes and let them move, they found that these kittens were blind. They were not able to see how to travel through a maze. 
The third group of kittens that were raised in a room that had vertical stripes, they found that the only thing that these kittens were able to see were vertical stripes. So based on this first stage of the experiment, they found that the environment that a kitten is raised in directly impacts the amount of vision that they would have. So they then wanted to find out more about what is the impact of the environment on the vision. In other words, does the environment affect the development of the eyes or does it affect the brain? They then studied the eyes and the brains of these kittens and what they found was that there's a region in the brain that is responsible for vision. The kittens that were raised in a normal environment, the back of the brain was very developed. The cells in the occipital lobe were very, very healthy and very large. When they looked at the kittens who had their eyelids sutured shut, the same cells in that back portion of the brain were very, very small. And very interestingly, the kittens that were raised in a room that had vertical stripes, there were actually dominance columns of cells, where the cells were in columns larger than others. So as a result, they were then able to find out that vision occurs in the brain and the environment provides stimulation that encourages the development of these brain cells. In other words, the more stimulating the environment that a kitten is raised in, it increases the development of the brain cells and it makes these kittens have better vision. Well, the last thing that they wanted to do is they wanted to find out, can we do anything with these blind kittens? Can we take the blind kittens and stimulate them? Let them raise in a very, very stimulating environment. Let them have the visual stimulus of lights, colors, patterns, and shapes. Well, when they took those blind kittens and put them in that environment, lo and behold, they found that these blind kittens did develop vision. The blind kittens were able to develop vision. However, there was only a critical time period. If they waited too long, the vision wouldn't develop. So from this research, this was actually transferred over to humans, and they found that the same type of thing was true with humans. We find that with children, if children do not receive the proper visual stimulation, the brain cells do not develop maximally. If a child has an eye problem, such as a cataract that is analogous to having the eyelid sutured shut, the brain does not get stimulated. If a child needs glasses and isn't fit with glasses, the brain doesn't get stimulated maximally. If a child has a crossed eye or double vision, the brain does not get stimulated maximally. But if we do identify these vision problems early, we could then prescribe glasses, we could recommend medications and surgery, and provide the vision stimulation, and as a result, vision can in fact be developed. So this is why it's very important that children have their vision examined as soon as possible. We know that the American Optometric Association does recommend that a child has a vision examination as early as six months. But unfortunately, many children never have their eyes examined until they're in kindergarten at the age of five. When a doctor identifies a child at five years of age with a vision problem, the prognosis of improving the vision to the same level as if it were identified earlier is much less. So as a result, we recommend that all parents have their children's vision examined as early as possible. Now, where can you find a vision specialist who can examine children? Many eye doctors say, we don't examine children, or we don't know what your child could see until he's old enough to talk. But there are pediatric optometrists and ophthalmologists who are trained to evaluate young children. 
To find out more about where you could find a doctor, you might ask your pediatrician, or you could go to the American Optometric Association, and that's at www.aoa.org, or the American Academy of Ophthalmology, and that's at www.aao.org, or Lastly, you could go to the College of Optometrists in Vision Development, and that's at www.covd.org. Through these websites, you could learn more about the importance of vision stimulation and vision development. So I hope this information is helpful to you, and please tune in next time when we bring you more information on pediatric vision.